welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is podcast number 87 and I am Alex, so hello to you all. Uh, this week I'm joined by Chris Dilley. Buongiorno. Uh, Tom Butler <laughs> is on the sound at desk. Hello. And we have Daniel returning for his second week, so you must have done something right. Hey, up. <laughs> very good, very <laughs> northern. Very, very northern, just to emphasise that. In fact, that's your challenge. You've got to keep every week, if you've got to come up with a northern greeting. I've come in with a whippet. <laughs> have you? Yeah. Do you not see it? No. Oh. It's just the way you sing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Ch- no, let's not go there. Anyway, uh, yeah, welcome to the uh, IGN UK podcast. Uh, this week we are going to talk about the week's news, as always. We're going to be talking about PSN and that it's actually back online. But first, we're going to well, go over to Tom because you weren't here last week, were you, Tom? Yeah, I've just got to say um, thanks to all of you for calling me a twat in last week's podcast. That's all right, no worries. So, it's yeah. not like we wouldn't do it to your face. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Why did we call you a twat? Because I was away. Dubai. Mm. I don't know why you call, why it ended with you calling me a twat though. Well, you're just jealous. I, well, I think that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so you know, you're there in Dubai for four days for what a 15 minute game presentation. <laughs> it was uh, more than that. And then all we ever see a kind of Twitter update saying, "Oh, I've got to go to and from a hotel in a boat. Oh, my butler hasn't got me this, <laughs> or I'm about to go on the sand dunes in the June." But it's like Jesus Christ, man. And now, ever since you come back, you've been a reet moody bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, thanks to Namco Bandai for taking us out there. It was a really good trip. Uh, Saw some really good games. Um, They announced Soul Soul Calibur V. Um, So I had a hands-on with Ace Combat Assault Horizon, which actually looks wicked. Nice. So uh, I think most people were a bit like, "Mm, Ace Combat. And actually, when we got to have a play on it, it was really, really good fun. They're trying to make it like an FPS in the skies, aren't they? Yeah, they've added this new close-range combat thing where, so instead of sort of flying around and shooting things in the distance, when you get close enough, you can lock on and then it sort of fills the screen and you can shoot the the wings off, shoot the the fuselage. And it was really good. And you can do your Top Gun thing where you've, shoot back behind them and sneak up on them can you flip upside down and give them bird yes you can do that I think that's a connect enabled manoeuvre nice like it Um, so that was really good saw some dark souls which was scary was that just a general kind of like uh, a bad night yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) you had some bad shit going on and then you saw that new um, game the next day (laughs) called dark souls yeah yeah I don't get it Um, doesn't matter (laughs) Was it hot? Yeah, it was ridiculously hot. It was like 35 degrees plus every day. So, But we spent most of the time It's a indoors. really shit thermometer. What do you mean? It only goes up to 32. What did... What? Oh, that was... Supposed to, that, in my head, that was really clever. But actually, I said it, and then it was a massive failure. What do you joke. mean by that? I don't know. So maybe you won't be on next week's podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Can we get, get taken out back and shot? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you can justify that joke or poor excuse for a joke. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe just leave that in the past. <laughs> anyway, it was really hot. What was the highlight? Um, Did you really have a butler? Yes, yeah. So the, we were staying in these chalets. What, and Individually, each person no, had a No, each chalet had a, had a butler. So right. they would look after you to do all your stuff for okay. you. So it, it, literally, a butler would mean that you could have someone who would sort stuff out for you instead of having room service, I guess. Oh, um, uh, right. So, did it actually make a difference? Or? Yeah, because you could order a buggy to take you anywhere you wanted on the resort, or order a boat, and they would sort that out for you. I went back and asked for some cigarettes, and they just sorted me out within 10 minutes, just knocked on my door and some cigarettes for you, sir. Did he smoke them for you as well? <laughs> <laughs> no. Save your lungs? Um, yeah, don't. I don't condone smoking. It's not big, it's not clever. Um, but it was really good. I also played some really cool games, which I hadn't played before. EDF, uh, Insect Armageddon, yep. which is... Just wicked, just like really good fun. Shooter. Yeah, really good fun. And a, a game for the 3DS called Dream Trigger, 
which I believe came out in the States last week, but we haven't okay. got yet. Uh, and that's really good as well, so keep an eye out for those games. There you so go. a bit of Ridge Racer Unbounded as well. Which is kind of like... Uh, Ridge Racer meets Split Second. Yeah. Right, okay, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So there you go. Loads there of exciting go. games coming out of Namco. Nice. Well, let's uh, move on to the uh, weekend news. And uh, Daniel, you've got the first story about Xbox, I believe. Yeah. Um, a couple of days ago, we were hearing reports on the internet that um, when when you install the new Microsoft upgrade, which allows um, gives support for the higher uh, the new discs, essentially, yeah. which um, I think allows capacity. yeah about one gig extra. Um, this means that a small, very small number of consoles won't be able to run retail ge- discs anymore. Mm. But have they said why? They haven't said why. It seems it's not necessarily older consoles, it's a mix. And Microsoft are contacting people proactively and offering to replace their Xboxes with the brand new slim versions. So it's definitely the older Xboxes, not the slims? It's not the slims. Right, okay. I'm alright then. Yeah, but they didn't say it was necessarily launch um, systems. No, but it's probably something to do yeah, with the a, old a certain or batch something of like that. Yeah. drives. Yeah. yeah, and by proactively going out there, what is it like? Well, they, I think they can detect over Xbox Live whether you have an affected console, and and if you have, Steve Ballmer comes around the house with a Xbox under he his arm, in, bursts into your house, jumps <laughs> yeah. up and down, yeah. and he goes, "New Xbox!" Yeah, and then throws it at you. Right, which is you know, uh, good service. That would be good customer service. And you also get a year free um, Xbox Live subscription. That is pretty good. I guess it must be some sort of error message that comes up that pops out and sends yeah. off to Xbox. It must ping it back or something. Yeah, yeah if you, um, they're, they're rolling out that update this week actually. So if you um, can't play a game and it comes up as um, disc unreadable or disc unsupported, um, this might be affecting you. So get into contact with Microsoft support. But, but I'm sure that by the time you've picked up the phone... Steve will be already there. <laughs> exactly, he'll be at the front door. T- tell us about it as well, though, if you're having problems. We want to hear from you. Yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see kind of how many are uh, uh, impacted by it. Yep. Any, any other time of the year, this would be a huge story for Microsoft. <laughs> exactly. But uh, there's someone else having a lot of problems with their own console. So yeah. uh, this is kind of um, been swamped, I guess. Yeah. Um, and also, in terms of the three red light problem that they had this is probably a drop in the ocean yeah and, in terms of the cost of replacing the consoles but I think what's nice though is that you know well obviously they're replacing consoles without any kind of quibble but then they're giving you 40 quid or whatever it is for a Xbox Live mm. Gold they're very experienced at replacing consoles though, yeah. so they are <laughs> yeah. So, well done, Microsoft. Yeah, uh, nice. On to movie news. You've got some stuff from a well, games company moving into movies. I yeah. Um, Ubisoft have announced a, announced a 3D film slate. Um, they are going to roll out films based on Assassin's Creed, Splinter Cell, and Ghost Recon over the next few years. So, what do you mean by roll out? What, they're going to do them, or they've sold the licenses keep, to those games? They're going to keep ownership. They're heading to Hollywood um, in June to meet with various studios and agencies to discuss scripts and ideas for scripts so right um the ubisoft motion pictures uh head honcho told variety we want to keep ownership retain control over the film content and we're open to work with studios on the development of our projects and eventually collaborate on the pre-casting pre-budget and script so it sounds like they're going about it the right way trying yeah. to keep ownership yeah um, but it will be interesting because well like you take splinter cell conviction it's essentially you know a born film in a game but it's also Sam Fisher is voiced by Michael Ironside. And obviously Michael Ironside isn't the young chap that he used to be. And therefore I don't think could play Sam Fisher, but it has to be his voice. So 
Anyway, that's just my opinion. But yeah, I mean, in my opinion, they need to go out there and find some directors with with real yeah. visions. You know, your Ridley Scotts and. So what was it Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, on what was the other one? Uh, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. Oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. And funny enough, when we were um, at Kapow and we got Duncan Jones, the director of Moon and Source Code, talking about his love of video games, he was yeah. talking about uh, the potential for an Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah. So finding someone like him who really is passionate about video games and that game in particular, but who also has a very kind of visual sensibility and you know a mind of their own, I think would be very yeah. Well, I think, yeah, obviously Assassin's Creed lends itself to a movie perfectly. It's strange this because it comes a year after um, Ubisoft's, one of Ubisoft's biggest franchises were adapt- was adapted in Prince of Persia. Yeah. I think w- w- the v- biggest, highest grossing video game movie, so maybe that's yeah. sort of inspired them to yeah. take yeah, control of Yeah, they've almost done like a Marvel own. where they have taken control of their own properties. Yeah, yeah. So they can have greater say on how they go. But I guess it, it, that's good for film goers because if they're, instead of just selling off to the highest bidder and losing the the rights if they can oversee everything then yeah they but might. I think um, yeah well, Splinter Cell would obviously lend itself well but Ghost Recon I'm not sure about Ghost Recon I suppose you could do like a Hurt Locker movie or something like that along those lines but I don't know it be interesting uh, Daniel you're going to see the new uh, Ghost Recon next week so yeah I believe so tell us Paris. if it would make a good movie I'm sure we'll have more updates on this front though in the next few months so yeah Watch this space. So interesting, but it all depends on the talent they get to kind of back it all. So, um, more kind of news from uh, well, it's kind of leak story actually is that Kotaku got uh, wind of the new Modern Warfare stuff, and that all leaked at the end of last week. So um, obviously, it's going to be called Modern Warfare Three, um, but it's not just being developed by Infinity Ward. It's going to be inf- uh, developed by Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer Games, and Raven Software. So that's kind of interesting. So all three. On board. Yeah, so I, I guess Infinity Ward is probably going to do the single player. Sledgehammer might do the co-op. Raven do the multiplayer. Something like that. Uh, that's normally how that will kind of work. Right. Um, uh, release date is 8th of November 2011. Can I, this is all speculation, by the way. Activision actually hasn't confirmed any of this stuff, apart from the fact it's called Modern Warfare 3. Um, and the single player story will take place directly after Modern Warfare 2, where the villain uh, Vladimir Makarov uh, and hero Semitavish and John Plyce John Price, sorry, return over the course of sort of 15 stages set around the world. Um, but since then, uh, they've released four teaser trailers, one set in New York, in Manhattan, one set in London, one set in Paris, and one set in Berlin. And it's uh, well, it's basically showing each of the cities being destroyed. Uh, and uh, our US colleagues did a translation of what Makarov says, because it's, it's a Russian dude speaking over the top, and he says it. In the first one, he says, destroy the enemy's hope of victory. In the second one, he says, use everything to your advantage. And he says, use your opponent's weakness, and then uh, attack from an unknown side. I always try that with the misses, but it never goes down. <laughs> well, so. Um, so that's the Makarov manifesto, right? Yeah. So sounds pretty much like Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to really have gamers that can speak Russian but have an advantage now. Maybe. Russians. Unless but apparently the person who, trans- yes. person who translated it said that the accents were terrible. Really? So maybe they weren't real Russians. Mm. Maybe I wonder if it was Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> maybe that's the twist, is that Makarov isn't a real Russian. Don Cheadle. But it's exciting that Modern Warfare is going to be set in London at yeah. some point. I, I, think I actually think that's quite exciting. I yeah. can't remember any plot details. When they say, oh, Makarov's back, I had no idea. All I can remember is maybe shooting some civilians in an airport and throwing a knife at someone. And walking through the, the uh, Washington... White House. Yeah, yeah, yeah something to do with an EMP. It's yeah. all a bit fuzzy, Yeah, uh, plot details. But. 
Um, but anyway, again, that's another game that we will see um, in and around E3. So we're seeing it sooner than that, aren't we? Or can uh, we, talk about it? we might be, we might not be. Hmm. Mm. Uh, but whether we'll be able to talk about it is a different thing. But oh, something else that came out is that it's going to have the Spec Ops mode will return, which I think is a good thing because I love that from Modern Warfare 2. Um, and then they'll have a sort of survival mode, which is similar to the kind of uh, zombie mode in uh, Call of Duty World at War. And there will be around 20 maps for uh, competitive multiplayer. So there you go. There's a really good trailer breakdown on IGN, the uh, Rewind, Rewind Theatre. Theater. Yeah. It puts them all four together and, and goes over it in, in much detail. Yeah. Something interesting they point out as well, though, is that on the, 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 sort of the, the art for it now, for Modern Warfare 2, it was Modern Warfare 2 in tiny little words, Call of Duty. Yeah. And now it's Call of Duty, yeah. Modern Warfare 3. I so know. Whether they're sort of tailing this off now and this could be the end of the... Because they, um, they did... Um... Uh, for Modern Warfare 2, they made a, a kind of a conscious decision to pretty much hide the Call of Duty branding and make it focus, focus around um, Modern Warfare. But And I think that was Infinity Ward's decision. I don't know if that means that Activision has got more control back over it or whether, I don't know, it'd be interesting. So well, didn't most of the people leave Infinity Ward after Modern Warfare 2? Uh, I don't know about most of them, but the two kind of studio heads left. Uh, and that obviously legal wrangling is still going on, but... Um, I'd be interested to see what the the resulting game is like. I I just I can't imagine it's going to stray that far from the formula, but we will see. But yeah, the London Eyes in it. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. So anyway, November eighth. So uh, and then final piece of news is from you, Tom. Well, it's not really news. It was just that um we've all had a bit of a play with La Noir and it's uh obviously one of the biggest games of the year so far, and just yeah. really wanted to have a talk about it because uh, I played it for. An hour, two hours last night, and I, I, I was blown away. I, I honestly I hadn't played it before that, so I haven't played any previews or really looked at much of it. But um, I played it, and it was just yeah, my mind was blown. The the anim- facial animation is incredible. It is incredible. There are times when I think it looks a little bit weird. Got to explain. Uh, well, and again, I haven't played it quite as much as you, but so it's almost like they focus so much on I don't know the actual face. That it looks a bit weird on the head, right? Mm. If you see what I mean. Tom and I were talking about this, and it's because the facial capture technology is so sophisticated; yeah. it makes the rest of the the, the the person's body look quite crude in comparison. Yeah, yeah. Like the actual figure is looks quite awkward. It's almost like the face is like a couple of years ahead of the yeah. rest of the game. It does. It seems like the game is running on an old sort of the old GT4 engine, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. which I assume it is. So everything looks a bit. It looks a little bit dated, but the faces just really stand out. But then I was watching it, and, and then because I was so drawn into watching the the the, the performances, that yeah. I was ignoring the rest. It was that was just sort of peripheral right. vision. So maybe they thought, well, maybe we can get away with it's, not having it quite as good. It's a bit like when you go to the seaside and you've got those cutouts where you have your picture <laughs> taken, you pop your your face through. You've got an amazing realistic face, and then a bit of a cardboard body. Yeah, that's that's very <laughs> much what it's like. <laughs> Did we put that in our review? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that um, it, what what was really exciting for me as well, it wasn't just in the cutscenes that the facial animations were were so outstanding. All when you're through. watching them walking along the street and they're talking to each other, and it's all there as well. Yeah, it's amazing. But um, the gameplay mechanics as well, I really enjoyed. It felt like um, it felt a lot like Grand Theft Auto, really. Yeah, and Red Dead. It's just like a different yeah. sort of skin on it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that was the first thing that I, you know, you've got the mini map in the left hand side, 
you're told where to go and obviously you know when you're actually on a mission then there's a a degree of kind of difference there yeah it seems in terms more, of exploring the city it seems more ep- episodic anyway i've only played it for a couple hours but it's broken down it doesn't seem as open world as yeah i, I got GTA. that i don't know whether that's going to start branching yeah because the, I guess the, it the will very do. the few missions that we've played i think they're very much tutorial levels. yeah yeah um I guess there might be a point where it says there's five cases you have to solve and just you just you pick and choose which ones you, you want. But you're, I guess you're still free to kind of like, well, I've got to go and do that case, but in the meantime I can go and explore the rest of the city. Yeah, you can yeah. answer like emergency calls and you know right. take down some bank robbers if you want. Right. So well, one thing that did frustrate me a little bit was the um, uh, the interrogation system. Yeah. Because the first chance you get to do a proper full interrogation... I just kept getting it wrong, and I don't know if this, this was me, but I don't think it was very clearly signposted as to how that was supposed to work. So, I mean, this is how you found out that you have Asperger's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, there's ways you can back out of accusations and do all these different things. It wasn't that clear, I don't think. Right. So, um, uh, and I know in Hillary's review, he said some, one of the things is it's never a hundred percent clear which way you should be going. So a lot of the time, it is just guesswork. But, right. Um, so, like, you've taken someone into the slammer for, I don't know, robbery, but then you're accusing them of murder. <laughs> mm, it's not it's not as simple as that. It's right. the, the different motives for the different things. I don't really want to spoil it for people. Okay. Yeah, but, I, um, see what, I can see what you're saying there. Yeah, but I just found it frustrating. I had to do the first one about ten times. And also, you, you don't. it's not a case that you failed it because you got it wrong. You just go back in and do it again. Because so. you only yeah. get three options. You get truth... Doubt. Why and doubt, yeah, and it's never clear what Phelps is actually going to say when you press yeah. doubt. So yeah. you can't really um, anticipate the way that the conversation is going to go. Yeah, but I, yeah, I like if when also outside of the missions, uh, if you're I don't know patrolling the streets and you shoot a civilian, what happens then? Um, you don't always have a gun. I think you only you only draw your gun yeah. when you're in a pursuit. I could be wrong. I think I killed quite. I must have killed quite a few people by crashing into them. <laughs> Yeah, they don't like that. Do they they? Don't like, that, that, you, that your, your partner seems fairly blasé about it, though. Yeah. But, so, but you don't get kind of like, you know... Yeah. I am the law. Get, get the book thrown <laughs> at you or anything like yeah. that. Okay. No. Um, but the the city's beautifully realised, like, um, in terms of it being like... Uh, what's the... LA Confidential. Mm. Yeah. It's very similar it's in tone bi- and things Yeah, it's the that. biggest map that um, Rockstar have ever done. It looks right. huge, yeah. But then and is it actually based on LA? So yeah. Yeah, I think like, it's sort of discreetly edited in places to make it all fit together yeah. so it's not one-to-one but it's I, I watched the making of thing and they'd taken satellite photos or not satellite but aer- aerial photos of LA that had been taken of that era and just yeah. mapped it out from that so right. yeah okay it's quite uh, lifelike uh, I've been amazed at the media blitz as well like everywhere you look you see LA Noir posters and adverts and trailers and I've noticed just friends of mine who aren't really gamers on Facebook and Twitter saying they're going to go out and buy it and play it so it's really it's having massive crossover I think I think yeah. so I mean my housemate who isn't a gamer in any way shape or form he'll laugh at me and my other housemate when we're playing games and stuff we'll just be like what are you wasting your time for he he sat there and watched me playing it last night and went actually this looks amazing Yeah, I could quite happily play this so yeah. I think it has got that potential yeah Rockstar are good at that yeah kind of breaking out into the mainstream but I think with the facial animation stuff do you think that means that other studios are going to have to up their game and it will happen though. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Obviously, Heavy Rain was pretty advanced. Yeah. Is this a notable step uh, above Heavy Rain? I think, I think so. I think lip syncing is the first time I've actually think they've done lip syncing brilliantly because lip syncing yeah. has always been one of those things that games have always stumbled with. Yeah. yeah. Even top AAA titles yeah. Yeah. have never had great lip syncing, whereas this does. So I imagine they'd use it in the next GTA game. Yeah. 
Oh god, that would just be amazing if 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 that's what's what's coming. But um, do you think we'll see another GTA game in this generation? Yes. You think so? Yeah. I don't know that. No. But my gut instinct is yes. Okay. It's been ages since the last GTA, uh, and there must be a large team at Rockstar that aren't working on LA Noir and um, uh, Red Dead. So uh, I'd be amazed if something didn't come out this year. Yeah. Do I don't think, think it'll happen at E3. Do you think it might mean the facial capture technology we might see? Sort of Hollywood stars being cast in games. Well, the main yeah, guy is the guy from Mad, from Mad Men, Men but maybe even bigger stars. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah definitely. Because playing LA Noir, you see odd people you you recognise from TV shows popping up. Walter Bishop from Fringe is in there. Yeah, right. Um, Which guy is it from Mad Men? Which um, he play. He's the. Oh, I can't think of the character's name, but he's the one who is um, sort of Don Draper's enemy in the first couple of series. Pete. Pete. That's it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just a really exciting game, so I'm definitely going to be picking that up. It'll be, if they if they do use it in GTA or the, whatever the next GTA is, because GTA for me, when it went kind of more serious, straight gritty for GTA 4, I thought it lost some of its charm. So I hope they don't take it kind of too far that way. They need Jason Statham as the main character. Maybe. Imagine that for GTA 5, that'd be so good. Um, because from like the the missions that are in Ballad of Gay Tony were what is classic GTA, like completely over the top and and ridiculous, and I don't think that would work if it's kind of serious and po faced. Yeah, so, well, which LA Noir is is fairly serious, but it does have some comedy moments in it yeah. as well. So it doesn't. So it's, it's a bit light on the humour, but um, but I like it. I think it's a mature, fun game. And you like mature fun games, I do. Adult Good. games. Well, listeners, uh, obviously LA Noir is out this week, so uh, if you get the chance to play it, then let us know what you think of it. Uh, you can email feedback at IGNUK.com, or you can hit up our Twitter, which is IGNUK, or Facebook, Team IGNUK. So that's it for this week's news. Uh, we're going to head back over into the, well, the fuck-up that's the PlayStation Network. But there is, I believe, some light at the end of the tunnel, isn't there, Daniel? Um, it depends what you d- define as light. Well, I think there was a light which came on briefly and then it was switched off again. Yeah, because they announced that w- the the announced the titles that we can get for free. We can get two out of a choice of five. See, the games are Dead Nation, um, Infamous, Little Big Planet, Wipeout HD, and I think we get Ratchet and, Ratchet and Clank Quest for Booty. Yeah, right. Okay. Interesting. Any of them? I'd go Infamous. I'd get Little Infamous because I. In preparation for the sequel, yeah, a little yeah. bit I'm gonna get in for this. I've I've been tempted to pick it up for quite a while, but I'll save myself. So he went back online. Went what, back online. When was that Sunday? Yes, Sunday night, the sixteenth, I think. And um, and is it still online? Yeah, it's online. But um, this is a bit of a strange story. Yesterday, there were reports that um, the three point six one firmware update actually enabled hackers to lock people out of their PlayStations. Right. So basically, the thing that Sony introduced to get people back onto PSN could be exploited by the hackers. Right. Because all they needed to do to reset your password was have two bits of information. One was the email address registered to your PSN account and your date of birth, both of which they could have acquired in the original breach. Right. (laughs) That's pretty (laughs) But since then, Sony says that's not the case and it was some some, like URL cock-up. Right. So we're little, yeah, they said it wasn't a hack. Didn't yeah, they? yeah. So, so what's the current status of PlayStation Network? It's on store's not up yet. So it's on. <laughs> so you can play multiplayer. You games. can play multiplayer. Um, you can have your credit card fleeced. You can't get the free games yet because the store's not back up online. You can't download um, DLC. 
No. Right. Because you need the store. Okay. But you can download firmware updates, etc. Yes. Although, if you download the new fir- firmware update and play it could be LA Noir, it could be an additional problem. PlayStation 3. Yeah, that's not confirmed either, but there's some reports when people have been playing LA Noir, though it's not yeah. specific to LA Noir. It's happened with other non-Rockstar games. Yeah. Um, some PlayStations that have downloaded the 3.61 up, um, firmware update are freezing or shutting off <laughs> after 30 minutes to two hours of gameplay. Right. But yeah, you say it's not only Rockstar games, but it's flagged up on a Rockstar Yeah, forum. I think it's just because a lot of people are playing LA Noir. Yeah, yeah. So that's how they're experiencing right, the, okay. the glitch. But then since it appeared on Rockstar's forums, it's been it's taken been hastily down. hastily taken down, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's just it's going from bad to worse for saying, isn't it? I know, I mean, well, we've got A3 coming up. I mean, is their conference just going to be dominated by... The, all this or I don't, I don't know whether they're just going to ignore it and just focus on the positives but <laughs> <laughs> when they come on stage you should all just boo <laughs> maybe well yeah throw there was some playstations talk, at them there's some talk that they're going to get Kevin Butler to do like a little to make light of it but it's getting to the point where that would just be a massive finger to yeah. everyone yeah yeah, yeah. No, they can't, I don't think they can do that. They can't do it. It has to be very sincere and it's going to Especially take quite a long time. And who's good at apologies? They should send someone out who's really good at apologies. Um, someone British. Always apologising. Hugh Grant. Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant yes. <laughs> really Hugh Grant to go out. I'm sorry, terribly sorry. Arnold <laughs> 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 Schwarzenegger, he's got to do a few soon. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to get Hugh Grant just around just to do all these apologies for different people. Get Tiger Woods up and just film it from the side. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> Tiger Woods' dead dad. What? 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 Oh. <laughs> He did that advert, didn't he, where he made it look like he was talking to his dad. Do you ever see that sick no. advert? Oh, oh yeah, we apologise. Yeah, it's bad. Well, do you remember Bob Monkhouse dead advert that he made? Yeah, that was bad as well. He didn't make it, obviously. <laughs> wow, we've gone to death what? already from what the was PSN. The, was uh, like a, a year or so after Bob Monkhouse had died, there was yeah. some advert where he was at his, at his graveside or something, I seem to remember, and it was about cancer yeah. of some sort. So not really a funny ending to this story. but. Right. Yeah. Uh, we can watch all these when we get back to our desks. Be a lot of fun. <laughs> adverts. We should do that as a feature. Adverts featuring dead people from beyond the grave. From beyond yeah. the grave. Yeah. Oh, the crow famously has Brandon Lee, Steve McQueen, beyond the grave in it. A Ford Puma advert. Um, Gladiator. It's got that bit with Oliver, Oliver Reed. Reed yeah. dead Some of these sound like films rather than. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, adverts, <laughs> films as well. They're, those two are films. No, but f- uh, yeah, Steve McQueen did the Ford Puma ad. He did. But they remade. John like, Lennon's in, in an advert as well. Right. Yeah. This is brilliant. This yeah. is podcast gold. It's got nothing to do with PlayStation <laughs> Network apart from the fact maybe it's the best bit of the podcast so far. We'll see Ken Kutaragi from Beyond the Grave talking about PlayStation Four at some point with Hugh Grant. Know. Yeah, apologising for its <laughs> divine brown shit security. <laughs> While he's being gobbled off. <laughs> uh, right, so anyway. Uh, um, Sony are offering uh, free insurance, right? Yeah, for people within um, f- in the UK, France, Germany, and a few other places. But I'm not sure I'd trust giving them all my, and giving pay- their insurance company all my details. Who knows where they're going to go? So it's free insurance for 12 months. And Sony will pay the premium and they'll monitor your account for you. But, so well, what does the insurance cover if you get hacked? I guess yeah. it's identity insurance. Yeah, identity theft. Yeah. I want them to send someone around my house and stand over my PlayStation for 12 months so it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't think if, if your PlayStation get hacked, it doesn't physically disappear out of your front row. No, but if they're going to insure it, sort it. Is that what you want? Find up Sony customer services, see what they say. 
Do it now. Do it live on air. Do it. Um, well, anyway, listeners, uh, well, tell us if you're suffering from any of the the PlayStation Network fuck ups, uh, especially the uh, LA Noir freezing stuff, because uh, obviously we haven't we've got no confirmed reports of that, but it'd be good to hear. Again, I'm going to say we keep saying give us feedback about this matter, but we're not getting a lot of feedback about it. We, I've got Do we care about it more than everyone else? Yeah, I got. I, we did get one saying um, that he was uh, felt sorry for his Facebook friends because uh, all his trophies were going to sink and just clog his feed. But um, I didn't print it out. No, it wasn't that exciting, but um, but it, but I think it's again. I don't know actually how many people have been uh, impacted by it. So to be fair, the vitriol that gets posted on anything about the story that appears on Facebook or the site, I think covers off what people think about it. Yeah. Mm. Um. So. So well, there you go. Uh, that's it for PlayStation Network. And but uh, what's the latest date that everything is going to be restored? End of May, I believe. I don't think they've given a, a firm date for the PlayStation Store coming back on. Right. But, uh, it has to be before E3, though, doesn't it? So, like, Sony's press conference is on the 6th of June, so if it's not up by then, then... Or maybe that will be their opening thing. <laughs> that's, their, that's their big reveal. It's working! Um, so, anyway, games and movies that are coming out in the di- not-too-distant future. Um, Dirt 3 is out next week. Yeah. That's exciting. Very. Uh, talking of Dirt 3... Yes, and there, there is a competition on the site <laughs> at the moment what can where you, win? you can win a 250 gig Xbox, Ooh, a copy slim. of Dirt 3 to play. Yeah, slim. So Ooh. it will read all all discs. Yeah. Good. A copy of Dirt 3 to play on it, and yep. a steering wheel and pedal set. Nice. Uh, that's all on the site. If you search for Dirt 3 competition IGN, and you will find it on there. There nice. you go. And we want people to tell us what their who their ultimate co-driver would be outside of the re- world of motorsport. Ooh. Outside of the world of motorsport. Maybe, maybe Divine Brown might be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should, get, should get your points off your license. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let us know. Um, but the, so all the information is on the site. Can I just say, anyone who now posts the competition entry of Divine, Divine Brown, Brown is automatically excluded. Yeah. Do you think we'll get a lot, a spate of Divine Brown suggestions? <laughs> you never know. You never know. But anyway, Dirt 3 is out and uh, by all accounts is very good. There'll be a review going up of that very shortly. Well, you must have seen a lot of it when uh, when it was at Kapow. Uh, well, I was on stage for most of it, so I saw the same stage being played probably about a thousand times, either very well or very badly. Um, but yeah, it, it looked really, really smart. Uh, like Visually, it's, it's very, very good. There's a shitload of stuff in it. It's not just kind of old school rallying. They've got um uh, loads of different kind of car types but also it's got the Jim Carner thing in it which anyone who's seen that video of Ken Block doing those mad kind of like Jim Carner kind of skills is it's like a cross between Tony Hawk's and uh, Dirt 2 that looks amazing so he's got the skills he has got the skills so yeah go check it out what about movies um there's one of the big movies of the summer coming out next week in the shape of The Hangover Part 2 which I think is going to be huge I don't really know a lot about this movie apart from this the same three or four dudes yeah it's them in Bangkok isn't it right I've been kind of avoiding the trailers because I don't like watching trailers for comedies because it spoils the jokes right and normally it's the very best bits of the jokes yeah exactly Um, so uh, we're seeing it next week I might know a little birdie who's seen it but oh really yeah okay apparently right though I didn't say that so don't tell anyone you loved the first one didn't you I really yeah, yeah I really liked it I saw it about a year after it came out when a bit of the hype had died down because it did seem to be everywhere for a little while. Yeah, it just really made me laugh, which I is thought, good for a comedy, isn't I it? I thought so. the character, but I thought the characters were great as well. Like mm. they were kind of assholes, but they were quite likable assholes. And yeah, I just thought it was a really, really well made. Bradley Cooper's really made that sort of niche his own, likable yeah. arsehole. Yep. 
And obviously none of us really knew who Zach Galifianakis was. Yeah. I thought that great. came out. He's been a bit overexposed since then, but yeah. he's great in that one, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. The, the trailer does seem to suggest it's a retread. Yeah. Uh, following the same sort of things, like, which seems a bit too obvious, but yeah. well, hopefully it will work out. And isn't there already talk of a third one, Daniel? Yeah, Todd Phillips, the director, when asked, um, is there going to be a, a, a third part? He actually said, obviously, sarcastically, obviously it was planned as a trilogy. But he <laughs> said that the third one would actually have a different template to the first and second film. What, make, so they, make they, they don't have a want. hangover? No, but <laughs> it, it's, it's a very responsible night. In they had an early night, <laughs> then woke up feeling fresh as yeah. a daisy. Maybe, 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 the third one, rocker. maybe the third one will be that fourth bloke. Looking for the other three on his own. Ah, is he not in Twist? Uh, I don't know. Okay, he, he got he, short shrift in that first movie, though, didn't he? Yeah, Justin Bartha. Justin Bartha. Yeah. Still, for what he did in fucking Geely, then sorry, I swore. I don't know. We swore <laughs> on the podcast. Ooh. But have you seen Geely? No. no. Oh my god, he plays a, a kid with retardation, and it's Geely is as, as bad as everyone says, and it's unbelievable how bad he is in that movie. So he deserves to be. Cut I really feel like I need to see this now. I've got mm-hmm. it on DVD. I have watched it a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> is it a date movie? You get girls around and. Yeah, it is almost because you'll both be just amazed at how bad it is. Has it got something to do with Kevin Smith? No, that's Jersey Shore. Jersey the same, Girl. It, was, it, it was at the same time that um, Jersey Girl. Sorry, it's the same time that um, right. he, the, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez made two films, both of which were awful. Um, and Apocalypse Now is getting re-released. Yay. That's exciting! Yay! What, I went nationwide saw, or it's limited release, I think. Right. Um, but I went and saw the re-version, the, the new print. Yeah. Oh, God, a couple of months ago now, and it just blew my mind again. Yeah. I mean, it, admittedly, is probably one of my favourite films of all yeah. time. But oh man, I'd it just love it, to see that. It just cinema. sucks you in right from that opening shot of the trees and the explosion, mm. and then all that whole opening scene. It's just so. It's just such a woozy trippy film but also an awesome like war film as well what have they yeah. done to it they just cleaned up the print or yeah it's, it? it's a remastered version of the of the original print and it's not the redux it's not the redux no that's good though so they I stripped think, all yeah, the no, good stuff out yeah, yeah. they yeah. stripped all the bad stuff out yeah interesting but that's uh, you know because it's obviously coming out on Blu-ray or is it out on Blu-ray it so comes out on Blu-ray I think about a month after and that's the Blu-ray is the remastered version yeah well. oh that's cool yeah and I don't know whether they'll, they'll include the redux or not no, I'd be good if they the include the um, Hearts of Darkness as well because yeah. that is one incredible documentary. Yeah. I really want to see that. I've heard a rumour that Zack Snyder's going to do a CG remake. <laughs> Damn, In I'm trying 3D. to keep a straight face. And then finally, television. Yeah, it's Doctor Who still. That's it. Watch that Doctor it? Who, yeah. Can I say something about last week's episode? Yes. No spoilers because I, I didn't really it. understand it. What? No. I person that was the the Tardis one. Yeah, right? I thought it was the best episode I've ever seen of Doctor Who. Am I being stupid? Again, no spoilers. I kind of didn't follow who the who they were and who the bad guy was. Turns out the bad guy was Michael Sheen in the end. Was yeah, but his voice is altered digitally, so yeah. it wasn't very. Clear. Oh. But yeah. yeah. Um, I'm because I, I'm watching Shadowline at the moment. You're watching that, aren't you? No. And I'm watching this show Rubicon, which is on Sky Atlantic, and it's a bit like um, 24, but without the action and torture. I'm not understanding anything at the moment. Have I got, <laughs> <laughs> have I got stupider, or TV shows got more uh, complicated? I, d- I do find that I have to really concentrate on Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, I started to watch the episode you're talking about, but my missus was gas-banging over the top, and I was like, I can't watch it unless I can literally follow what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. I th- it just thought it was a really good episode, and I'm a little bit in love with Saran Jones as well. 
Yeah, she was she fit. Was hot. Um, just perving over Doctor Who every week, aren't we? Um, but yeah, this week's episode is called The Rebel Flash. It's on at Saturday at 6.45. It's another two-part, I think. Is it? Yeah. Um, there's something to do with... Bad guys are called The Gangers. Uh, it's something to do with, like, plastic skin and weird stuff. But right, you can tell, you're telling me all this. I won't understand it. That's really good. <laughs> just sit there. <laughs> blank face for 45 minutes. Oh, Doctor Who! So do we have two more episodes and then it's the break? Yes. This is. I don't think this is a two-parter. Okay. Uh, is it a cliffhanger? Maybe I've been fed misinformation. Misfed information. In, yeah, you you might know. You, you send the, this what the episode around. Is that right? I believe that that yeah that this that the episode that played last week was supposed to be later in the series. Oh, That's right. what someone told me. But oh, right. right, okay, there you go. Fair enough. How long's the break? Um, till the autumn. Till autumn. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. God, it's gone quickly. I think it's better to watch Dot Two when it's dark outside. Yeah. It seems a bit weird when it's. I think you might be right. Um, this is only what. Saturday's was the fourth episode, so this will be the fifth. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's going quick. But is it not thirteen episodes? It'd be split in two, six and seven. Uh, all right then. You're right. No, but then, but then this, <laughs> one's, right, the, this there. one's the fifth one, so this can't be the last one. <laughs> it's no. not the last one. Well, I thought that's what you all said. No, no. so there's two more. Two more. Oh, okay. All right then. God. Just making sure. Chill out. Chill out. Just checking your facts. Can we have some feedback, please? Yeah, let's have some, some listener feedback. Go on, then. Who's, who's got Shall the I do piece? the first one? Yes. It's from Sean Relliford, and he says, Hello, IGN UK podcast. Hello. Love the show. Oh, we love you too. That's nice. I really, I'm really enjoying Game of Thrones. When talk of this series came up in the cast, one of the hosts said Sean Bean is so northern. Being a Yank from Dayton, Ohio, I couldn't figure out what that meant. Was it a slight against his performance? I think he's quite good, despite his character being a tad too earnest. So, yeah, I believe that was me that said he was uh, very northern. I said I'd never seen him this northern. Yeah. And he may be the most northern man of all time uh, based on this performance. We now have a northerner with us. So yeah. can I you tell us what that means? I actually referenced this in the um, podcast last week when I wrote up the story. I actually said I was the only the second man to penetrate the UK, IGN UK podcast since Boromir. Right. Yeah, as a reference to his northern credentials. Yeah. But what about the other northerners who've been on the podcast? I Have there been any? Yeah, Kezzer's from Scotland. Pete Donaldson's from do Newcastle. Scot- do yeah. Scottish people count though? I'm from Lincoln, which is north of Wat- Watford Gap. So you don't that's, sound very like Midlands, Midlands though. Midlands, yeah. So yeah, I mean, for our American listeners, they, we must point out there's quite a clear north-south divide in in England, I guess, right? Yeah, Kinda. there's well, there's geography involved. Yeah. Um, so my, yeah, I was my, it my, yeah my girlfriend's from the south. So when I met her parents, it was a little bit like, guess who's coming to dinner. Um, with Sydney Poitier, um, so that was a little bit awkward. I thought I thought I had to guess who came to dinner then. Was it guess, like guess who's think. coming for tea? Yeah, if you're in the north, oh, that's a constant. <laughs> that's a constant problem. What are we having for tea? Yeah, what do you mean? Drink <laughs> scones? Um, yeah. And then what's even worse is I have a lot of Scottish friends, and they say breakfast, lunch, tea. Mm, no. No, stop. No, that's not yeah. the right way. <laughs> <laughs> what about supper? Well, oh. it does say when you're in your pajamas. Yeah, like if you're gonna have a little biscuit or something. Like yeah, that. a little biscuit before. <laughs> Can bed. we bring it back to Sean's question? Yeah. So, uh, what was the actual yeah, question? What was the question? Um, what, is, what, do what, we mean mean what does it mean? And was it a slight against his performance to say he was very northern? I don't think you said it, Chris. I said it. It definitely wasn't a slight. No, no I it mean, just means he sounds like he comes from up north. Yeah. yeah. But like, almost, I guess he's 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 almost comically northern these days. Yeah, 
in the same way that Danny Dyer is comically Cockney. Cockney yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think um, he's great in the in the show. Sean Bean's always solid, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really like when Saturday comes the football one he did. That was a bit embarrassing. But Alex Trevelyan, Golden Eye, Double R Six. Also, but, I mean, he's really good in Red Riding. So if you want to know more about Northern, that's probably about the most Northern TV show you could ever watch. Yeah, and that's what it's, it's exactly what it's like there. <laughs> if you watch Red Riding, <laughs> that's what it's like every week. Rape and murder. Um, but no, glad you enjoyed Game of Thrones. I'm struggling with it a bit, but I'm going to persevere. Someone I saw was reading the book and they said it's really good. And will we not be having one of the stars of Game of Thrones in the office uh, as this podcast is going out? Yeah, um, Aidan Gillen's coming in from Game of Thrones, The Wire, and new movie Blitz, which you all were saying looked shit last week, and I wasn't here to defend it. And it's actually really good. What did you give it? Uh, three and a half out of five. Cool. So if you hear, I'd this have pod- given it more, but I think I would have been a laughing star. <laughs> That's quite good then. I would say <laughs> That's it's really good. good. Well, it's it's good anyway. I, I'd recommend you see it. And if you hear this podcast before 5pm on Friday when it goes out, then... I think he's coming a bit earlier now. It's going to be about 4 o'clock. So, uh, yeah, check it out anyway. Yeah, if you hear this, um, come over to Facebook and there'll be information about Aidan Gillen being in the office. I'll ask us cool. some questions. Yeah. Right, I've got the next one. Um, this is from John Bainton from Canada. He says, hello from Canada, you dirty monarchs. Uh, first off, brilliant <laughs> podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Um, apparently, we're all so British; it's disgusting. <laughs> we are. Yeah. This yeah. this email's already really confusing me. <laughs> what well, the dirty monarchs? Why well, he's liking us? They're not liking us. They're liking us. <laughs> I know. My Do fa- they love us or hate us? <laughs> I don't know, John. Um, like my favorite girl. zombie movie is Silent Hill. We were talking about zombie movies last week. Yeah. yeah. And he says um, because I don't know what else to consider those blind nurses. If anyone doesn't know, what so uh, he. He These are the nurses. I just got a picture on the iPad. I don't know if they're zombies or what. And Quite that movie, hot, aren't they? yeah, six. Look at those veins. Yeah. Um, and the movie scared the balls off him. So he's lost his balls. To yeah, some so nurses. scary. He castrated wow. himself. Oh. Um, so and he's from Montreal, so we can put Montreal. He says, he says, you can now poke Montreal with your little stick. I don't know what that means, but I like it. Wow. He actually wrote, wrote, you can now poke Montreal to your little stick, but I think he means with. <laughs> ah, okay. So, well, thank you very much for poked. the well, for positive stroke negative feedback. Yeah. Uh, I've got an email from Ray-Chan, who says, my favourite zombie movie is probably Night of the Living Dead. It's about 10 Yay! years old when he first saw it, uh, and the scene with the girl munching on their dad pretty much scarred me for life. Uh, recently finished reading Handling the Undead by John... I V A D linguist. Is that how you pronounce it? You're into your horror, is that it? Oh, the the yeah, the guy who wrote like, yeah. the right one in. Yeah, yeah, I think Link it is. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, and it would be interesting to see if it's adapted to a movie. So I haven't read that. Oh, I didn't know he'd done a zombie. I book. didn't know that. I'm going to get that. Yeah, if you actually read the first let the right one in, there's quite a lot of zombie stuff in that in the novel. Right. Uh, if he's got a style, would you say it was Link Biscuit? Limp Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> that is rubbish. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to have another vote for uh, Night of the Living Dead because yep. it's a classic. It's a classic. So, Did you, you say in the film there's a girl munching on her dad? Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Maybe that's a different film. <laughs> yes. Uh, can I just actually a quick shout out to uh, uh, someone who else gave some feedback on the podcast? Jason from UGO in the US. He listens to the UK podcast and loves it. So, hello, Jason. Thank you for your feedback. I also hear he's uh, he enjoys us hearing us taking the mick out of Sad Dan. So. Yeah. Listen, he just doesn't come into the podcast anymore, but he does want to hear Dan in a helmet. So, <laughs> maybe we can sort that out. Yeah, thanks for the feedback. Um, I have an email from our old friend, Danny Bryant, 
who says, so far as zombie films go, I'm quite partial to Day of the Dead, which is a good zombie film, I would agree. Um, Denny also says, uh, the Tom Savini-directed remake of Night of the Living Dead doesn't get the credit it deserves. It's actually, according to Romero, far closer to the original script for the 1969 version than what ended up being shot. I've never heard that, that it's supposed to be good. I was just uh, avoided it. Yeah, um, I think if I remember rightly, Romero actually wrote the script for it. Right. And Tom Savini, who's, you know, one of his good friends and did all the makeup and effects on Dawn, uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh, directed it. I think it's okay. I mean, it's it's a reasonably good remake, but I still don't really think it was that unnecessary. It was a, it was a good remake of a great movie, so why bother? There's a colourised version of the black and white Night of the Living Dead, isn't Oh, there? my God, yeah. With... Um, with yeah, it's it's been bookended with it. They've they've added a couple of bits. It's so bad. Oh really? I've, I've got it on DVD, and I should have burnt it really. But interest, <laughs> it's because Night of the Living Dead isn't doesn't exist in copyright. Ah, so people yes. can take it and do whatever they want for whatever reason when they made it. It didn't get copyrighted properly. So when you're watching films and horror films and the people on the te- uh, in the film are watching the telly and it's Night of the Living Dead, it's because they can. That's why w- have that for free. Ah. You don't have to pay for the rights to it. Horror yeah. fact. I've got an email here from Nick Searle Uh, hey guys uh, I'm glad you liked my Little Big Planet 2 recreation of the IGN UK logo, awesome. uh, which he sent back to us a while ago, and he yeah. sent his, his gaming setup. So uh, he says, since you guys thought it was a good idea, I've posted it on the community, Yay. and it's called IGN UK. Um, so yeah, now if you can get onto PSN, go and have a look at it. I'm going to have a look at it tonight, hopefully, and get my feedback on there. Can you... Well, can you get onto that bit of PSN at the moment? I guess so. It's okay. a community thing, isn't it? Uh, his PSN name, he says he was quite quite happy for us to read it out. So if you want to add him, his name is Nick Searle. That's S-E-A-R-L-E-0-4. Um, so you can find him and look at his... Where's? Thing on <laughs> Little Big Planet 2. <laughs> Thanks for that, Nick. Uh, I've got an email from Rob Shaw who says firstly a big thank you uh, for you all to making my flight sorry a big thank you to you all for making my flight to and from Florida so much more entertaining he downloaded about 12 hours worth of the IGN podcast oh my good god I would have wanted to jump off the plane I know Uh, to sit back relax and chuckle myself for the long flight so anyway he enjoyed it so that's good he was wondering what our thoughts are on games like uh, Unreal Tournament 1999 edition Half-Life 1 Quake Counter-Strike and Doom are uh, these are the games that got him hooked on FPSs. I've played all of those. Actually, Counter-Strike is the one game I haven't played an awful lot, but I played the others uh, a heck of a lot. What about you guys? At Doom, I played a lot of. Um, we used to network up two computers in yeah. my mate's house and play yeah. it like that. Um, and then before that, uh, Wolfenstein and yeah. um, Duke Nukem as well. But uh, the other games I haven't played, they are sort of my era of not Same goes for me. I play a lot of Doom and some Quake, but not a lot of Unreal uh, 2. See, I, I played Quake loads. We had it on the, the network at work, so we had a six-player net LAN. And like I just knew the levels so well that I'd you know run over a quad damage, go around this path that I'd done, worked out shooting. And literally, as I'd be running up to where the quad damage was, it'd reappear. And I just, and that's the problem I've got with FPSs these days, is that I don't have the time to be that good at them. Yeah. <laughs> so, you only want to play them if you can be the best. Rocket jumps, and, and if you're really good, like grenade jumps, all good. Uh, and then, yeah, Unreal Tournament, that took over from Quake, actually. So, I love them. Quake 2 is good. With uh, the Railgun. Railgun's still one of the best FPS guns in the world, I think. So. Dan's a big fan of those games as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally says the gadget show yay or nay 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 I don't watch it regularly so I'd have no. to say I, nay do you know what if, if it's I on more, I'll put it on 
But I hate the presenters. Every this single is one of them. Every the stuff they do is good, but the presenters are bad. Yeah. And well, yeah. Uh, actually, no, I do hate all of them. I was going to say one of them's all right, but um, like the, the it's just, it just it just how do they end up on telly? Those people when they that seem guy, to be Jason Bradbury. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Really, uh, really he, annoying. I guess he's probably a really nice guy in real life, but he's really annoying. And that yep. TV show he's got on before Doctor Who. Whoa! How did that get commissioned? The creepy rabbit. Oh my god! Oh yeah, Don't yeah. scare the hare. Yeah. How has that got commissioned? How? How <laughs> has that been? okayed and said this is okay for TV it's normal that's the one I said it's, he's a poor man's Richard O'Brien he is on that isn't he the way he dresses and runs around and he has um, George Romeo glasses doesn't he he does on that quite yeah how wacky can you get I, yeah, honestly he, he is actually an alright guy he was sat next to me on the uh, BAFTA judging panel yeah like I said I've got he's, I, I know he's a good guy. When, he, when he turns it on and cranks it up <laughs> it's just like you know sw- Pushes the cantometer up to eleven. It's like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm not, yeah, none of us say he's a bad person, but the, and that other bloke on the gadget show, like, and why are these people on my telly presenting? Well, the really old guy. Yeah, <laughs> you have some, you know, charisma or presenting ability. Like, yeah, like, what the fuck do you know about technology, Granddad? It's like, what? No, I'm sure he does know a lot about technology, <laughs> but it's not just that. I feel like he does know, but it's not just that. You need to to be able to present as well, and he just seems to be such a vacuum of charisma. Yeah, it looks like he's like, getting uh, angry. <laughs> okay, really it's angry. Like, we're going to get a lot of um gadget show mail. Like yeah, I'm fascinated by the idea of the cutometer. <laughs> I think we should, especially. I think someone should 11. make us one and send it in. Yeah. Oh, going to do some beeping this week, isn't he? So, anyway, <laughs> who else cranks it up to eleven? <laughs> oh, God, that, um, should be, that should be less than the feedback. Richard Keys. We should have a scale of cantometer with Danny Dyer at one end. Gonna, can we stop saying it? Because we're just going to have to beep it out. <laughs> Sorry. We don't, though. It's explicit, it's explicit on iTunes, right? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Is there a quarter? Oh, God. Right. I think we've, I think we've met it. <laughs> yeah, now. we've, we've seen it. it. We've we've just hit it. All right. Um, next question. This is question for, or feedback? Question. Oh, it's actually a question. Okay. Um, it's from Kevin Kassane. Um It doesn't say where he's writing from, but um, he's researching his next blog post, which is on the topic of music in video games. And he said it'd be great if we could share some of our favourite music moments from games. Ooh. For example, his favourite is the moon level of DuckTales on the NES. Oh my God. That's particularly good. I Anything will be considered. I can't um, think of anything off the top of my head. Anything in Zelda games I love. Like the, yeah, the uh, Kikiri, stuff. Yeah, Kikiri uh, Forest or whatever like, it's called. I like opponent's theme. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hyrule, like going across the Hyrule theme and all that kind of stuff in all the different versions of the game as well. I've probably got, no word of a lie, about uh, 20 hours worth of uh, Zelda music on my iTunes. <laughs> um, and some of it's good, but some of it's a bit rubbish. But most of it's good. The ocean theme from Wind Waker, that's another brilliant one. Um, what else? Uh, Metal Gear... Four was really really good soundtrack to that's very very good. So a lot of Japanese stuff then. Mm. Well, I'm a big fan of Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I'm ever sort of you know you get an earworm and it just sits there in your head. The it's, it's remix. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I love a bit of Tetris. But, but then also any Mario tune, especially you know just after you've you know, you're running out of ma- time and it cranks up and it yeah. speeds up a bit. Yeah. Oh my god, it's really tense. A lot of the Galaxy stuff was quite different, but the orchestral yeah. stuff's quite. Sonic Spring Hill Zone. It's got a classic Green Hill Zone. Spring. What's the What's the Spring one then? Don't know. But it's Green Hill Zone. Dirty Spring Zone. I've got some more music-based feedback as well. I was just trying to check mine out. I think mine is the music from Zenon Two. 
Oh, what? Uh, bomb the base? Yeah. It's the uh, attack. Mega blast. The attack. Uh, Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. yeah. That was my, fa- that's my favourite. I was just there having to look at what the game was because I couldn't remember. Yeah, Mega Blast. Yeah. It's great. See, back in the day, I knew yeah. my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you had to look it up. I could have told you that without looking it up. That's how it went. That's it. Write in your favourite theme and I will sing it on the podcast. No, I'm, I want to put together this Spotify playlist if we can find some of these tunes. Uh, yeah, someone, didn't someone send some Spotify playlists? So, uh, yeah, um, we got one last week, um, but there was it was basically made up of four things. It was like lots of Little Big Planet songs, lots of songs from, oh God, I can't remember what the other ones were. But, so rather than being a collection of the very best video game songs, it was like, here are some songs from four video games. Right. And I think we need to be a bit more broad reaching that. But thank you anyway. But well, you know what you can do? You can set up playlist. a playlist that's open to people to add their, uh, add their suggestions oh, in. Oh, we, so should maybe we should absolutely do, do that then. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, well, I'll have a look into it and well, see if I can set that up. We should absolutely set that up and stick it on. If we can't do it for this week's podcast, we'll do it for next week's. Yeah. And we'll get the ball rolling. I'll, I'll put that Assault on Precinct 13 song into it for, to begin with. Because uh, obviously... Spotify has changed now. You can upload your own MP3s. So does that mean if I upload my MP3s to that playlist, people can listen to it? Because then I can put up some of the Zelda tracks that I've got. Oh, maybe. So maybe we'll have to have a look at that. Have to do that. Um, as long as I'm not going to get done for copyright. Matthew Williams has sort of managed to hit the zeitgeist as well. He's emailed in and said his most memorable moment from a movie, from a video game, was Jose Gonzalez in Red Dead Redemption. Oh, is that when you cross over into, into Mexico? Mexico? Yeah. 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 Um, because he's also asking about music um, because he'd heard an advert on Spotify, which he thinks is Chris Tilly. So uh, if we drop that in now. By firing up Spotify Social, you can now connect with your Facebook friends in Spotify, subscribe to their playlists, as well as send songs directly to their Spotify inbox. You can even see how many times your playlists have been shared. Discovering music has never been so simple or so much fun. Do we think it sounds like him? You don't. You think you um, do? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Well, someone else across the office thought it was you, didn't they? But I think I know who it is because I've heard. You know, I, I listen to Spotify and know the adverts quite well. And I'm pretty sure it's this actor called James Lance, who was in Alan Partridge. If you saw the first series of I'm Alan Partridge, he worked in the hotel. He was like the cocky, annoying, good-looking one who. Ah, is he the guy uh, also right. in Spaced? Yeah, yeah, right. It's uh, him. Is it? Yeah, he always yeah, plays yeah. kind of cocky, yeah. cocky blokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. Oh. I don't think he sounds like me, but yeah, on the Spotify, but he does sound a little bit like me. Oh, there you so go. he's got quite a nice voice. Mm. But yeah, does he sound like me? Let's make this a regular feature. <laughs> <laughs> people, people that sound like Tilly. So that was Matthew Williams' email. Thanks for emailing us in. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, I think that might be it for oh. listener feedback, is it? I think so. That was number eight. Well, there we go. Uh, yeah, listeners, thank you very much for your feedback, as always. And uh, well, I think that's pretty much it for this week's podcast. Can I just flag up a couple of things for you next may. week? So we're uh, E3 is looming. Yep. So let's send us in your E3 predictions and we'll go through them next week, I guess. Yeah, because obviously Tom and I, uh, we're going out there, aren't we, Tom? So we're flying out the beginning of June. Um, and we've got a fairly good idea of what's going to be there. But yeah, what do you want to see at E3? What, well, you, what, what games are you most looking forward to hearing about, yeah. seeing, who do you think is going to have the best conference, all that sort of stuff. Or email maybe us. if you've got any good memories of E3s that you've been to and yeah. stuff that you've done, or any advice for us going. Yeah, any that's tips. true. I've never been. Um, any tip, tips for Tom? Yeah, tips for Tom, yeah. Where, we should, tips. where you should eat, where you should drink. Oh, yeah, because I'm going to be in LA. I'm also going to be in San Francisco as well. So if we've got any listeners in LA or San Francisco who are going to be around that sort of time, let us so know. It, so it was you fly out on, what, the 2nd of June, I think it is? Yeah, to uh, San Francisco. Uh, and then we're in LA from either... Well, I'm in LA from the 4th. Yeah. So, again... You're going to go to the Saddle Ranch? Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to hang out with us, then, well, just drop us an email. 
And nice. uh, yeah, as always, uh, email address is ignukfeedback, ign.com, uh, twitter.com uh, slash ignuk, or facebook slash team ignuk. Uh, yeah, we've also got our, the Alienware PC competition still open for Attack the Block, and you can also win the Guinness World Record book. That competition closes next week, so search for those on IGN. Lots of giveaways. Anything. Yeah, loads of stuff to give away, so... So, yeah, well, that's it for this week's podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we will see you same time next week. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.